Hello, and welcome to Self-Sabotaging Sagas. I am your host and unconscious mind expert, Jenea Barnes. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Self-Sabotaging Sagas. I have a special treat for you guys today. I'm here with Matt Odie. He is, has a remarkable story. He's a cancer survivor, a motivational speaker, and a coach. And Matt, why don't you tell the people a little bit about yourself and what you do, and then we'll talk. <laughs> no, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And, um, you know, just excited to be here tonight. So, you know, for myself, yes, as you said, uh, I'm a stage 3C testicular cancer survivor. So I'm 29 years old now. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. And at 24 years old uh, is when I was diagnosed with cancer. You know, at the time, I was really healthy. I was a personal trainer, eating the right foods, everything. And uh, one night, I um, I actually ended up waking up, puking up blood, got rushed to the emergency room. They did a blood test on me, found out I lost two-thirds of the blood circulating in my body, which is actually equivalent to being shot with a gun. Got immediately got six bags of blood, got rushed into an emergency surgery. And the next morning, I woke up to the doctors holding my hand, or the doctor holding my hand. And he said, Matt, we found an 11 centimeter tumor in your small intestine. We believe it is cancerous and we have to rush you to the main campus of the Cleveland Clinic immediately. And thank goodness, the Cleveland Clinic is one of the top hospitals in the world. And it's only, you know, 20, 25 minutes from the local hospital that I was at at the time. So, um, as I said before, they found out I had the highest stage of testicular cancer. I went through, you know, intense chemotherapy. I went through what's called BEP, which is bleomycin atopicides to splatin. I uh, lost my hair. Anybody who knows chemotherapy, um, you know, I had everything, fatigue, nausea, losing the hair, um, ups and downs. I lost my three-year-old puppy who was diagnosed with cancer in the middle of my chemotherapy. Um, absolutely destroyed me mentally. And, uh, you know, long story short, um, after chemotherapy is actually when all of the major complications happened in my life. Um, I ended up having a 12-hour surgery to remove the tumor from my body, which was actually wrapped around what was called my inferior vena cava, which is basically a central vein that goes from the bottom of your upper body to your heart. And when they did so, they had to remove the vena cava, they had to remove the tumor, they had to remove all the cancer that had spread all over my body and ended up being a 12-hour surgery. And when I got out, my body went to what's called compartment syndrome. My kidneys, my liver completely shut down. Um, I went to a two-week non-induced coma. I had a catheter in my chest and in my neck because I thought I was going to be on dialysis the rest of my life. I had a cone drilled inside my head because they were uh, monitoring potential brain swelling in my head. And, um, you know, I ended up being in the ICU for over 40 days, a week out of my two-week coma. I went to cardiac arrest where they had to do eight minutes of CPR on me to bring me back to life. I went to another one-week coma. Um, I had five major surgeries in a matter of 53 days that I was total in the hospital. Um, the last surgery they did on me was called an open wound surgery where they couldn't close my skin back together. So they had to take out all of my abdominal muscles and put a football size mesh over my stomach, which took a full year for that to heal. And I had to completely relearn to walk again. I went from 185 pound personal trainer in a matter of eight months to 110 pounds, learning to walk, learning to relive every aspect of my life again, mentally, emotionally, and physically. And that took me a good two years. And I would say the biggest keys to helping me recover was number one was my faith. And I don't push faith on anybody, but me being a Christian, I knew 
God pushed me through a lot of things. And I could share some stories of how my faith kind of helped me through this journey. But that was number one. Number two is my support system. I just started dating my girlfriend, who is now my fiance, uh, Lauren. At the time, she, yes, um, she was only dating me for two months before I was diagnosed. And she went to all of my hospital visits. She um, went to my chemotherapy. She stayed in the hospital all 53 days. She was literally like an angel sent down for me. My parents were incredible. I had amazing friends and family. And that's a really big thing. And we'll get into that too, how important your support is when you're going through difficult times in life. Because trying to fight battles alone is one of the most almost near impossible journeys, especially, you know, for me going through cancer. So that was my second one. And then my third one was keeping the promises I made to myself, meaning having discipline in my life. So when I said I was going to get up and walk 25 meters, because that was a chore for me at that time, or I was going to eat a little bit because I couldn't eat for 40 days while in the hospital, they had to give me IVs or doing X, Y, and Z, just one little thing a day, that was going to help me progress forward and not making excuses, not becoming this victim mindset, this why me uh, mentality. And I just kept pushing myself forward and staying laser focused on where I needed to go. So um, after two years, I was able to recover myself, um, heal my body, heal my mindset, which I think is the number one thing we need to to start with. And um, after that, I said, you know what, you know, this is where again, my faith came into play. I said, God, what is my next step because i think for a lot of us if we go through challenging moments once again you don't have to go through cancer but if you go through challenging moments in your life you realize that on the other end of it there's a bigger purpose there's a new path for you there's this huge grand adventure that you're like your eyes are wide open to now because you you put perspective into your life after going through something so challenging and for me I was like, well, I don't know what to do, but I just know I need some, to do something bigger with my life. So I started surrounding myself with like-minded people, meaning starting off with motivational videos, finding those people that I felt attracted to in my heart and my mind, started getting involved in that community. And then I started to interact with certain people in that community. And as I started sharing my story, they were like, Matt, whoa, like, you need to become either a speaker or you need to get your message out in some way or possible. And I was deathly afraid. I was like that kid like back in high school was deathly afraid to do any speaking or anything like that. And as I started getting more and more encouragement, I started to realize that my story was not for myself. It was for the other people on the other end who needed to hear my message, who needed to hear whoever was going through challenging moments in their lives. And I started to share my story, started getting on stages. Of course, COVID hit. So I started to do, you know, lives, um, podcasts, online speaking engagements. And then I started doing more cancer advocacy and coaching. And uh, today we have a Facebook group with nearly 5,000 cancer patients, mem- um, survivors and caregivers. And it's all a support group of taking action towards healing yourself mentally, emotionally, physically, and supporting each other along the way. So sorry for like a kind of long introduction, but that's kind of been my journey. And, uh, you know, now I'm just every day, I'm so grateful and, uh, you know, just ready to help the next person in need. Yeah. And I mean, thank you so much for sharing your full story, because I think it's, it's an important thing. And one of the things that those of us that have been through a lot, been through crazy stuff. A lot of you guys know pieces of my story and it is, it's, we get through it and we are able to help other people through it in a way that is empowering, supportive, and 
again, teaching people, this is such a big point that you brought up is teaching people to step out of that victim mindset. Life happens. Life is always going to happen. But you have the power to choose every minute of every day. And sometimes it's really hard. No joke. But we get to, that's the big thing right there. We get to live another day. I watched this video um, earlier this week that was so good. And basically it, the premise started with something to the effect of, well, yeah, you want a million dollars, right? Yeah, sure. Everybody, everybody here wants a million dollars, right? You want to wake up in the morning too, right? And nobody feels very excited and grateful about waking up in the morning. I got to start the day. Or, oh, I got to go to my terrible job. How am I going to pay my rent? Whatever it might be. But how much money would you take to not wake up in the morning? There is no amount of money that could ever you would ever take to not wake up in the morning. And so we get to start the morning, the day with that mindset, that gratitude of like, wow, maybe I don't feel the greatest and maybe I feel unmotivated and all of those things. But I am so lucky that I woke up and no amount of money would I trade? There's nothing in the world that I would trade for that. And we just, we dismiss it as something that doesn't even matter. It's such a powerful thing uh, to really put that in perspective. Yeah, I have a little saying and it's uh, everything in life happens for you, not to you. And what it basically means is, like you said, we're all going to get unfair, unexpected news in our lives. But how are you going to deal with that situation? You can have two different ways of dealing with it. You could say, why is this happening to me? Making excuses, becoming the victim mindset, having a why me mentality. Or you can change your perspective and say, how is this happening for me? For my example, I mean, I had cancer. And I'm not saying every time was how is this happening for me. But there were certain things along the way that I could say, how is this happening for me? Meaning, how can I learn from this experience, become a better version of myself, and then ultimately use all of the lessons that I've accumulated along the way to go out and impact others who are in maybe a similar situation or just need to hear my message and story. So just remember, your biggest pain, your biggest struggles are actually a setup for your biggest opportunities, your biggest breakthroughs in life. So don't ever think that your failures or something that you know is unexpected news or something challenging in your life, don't think of it as always something down. Think of it as a lesson that can build you up because our greatest um, lessons and our our biggest breakthroughs always come from the most challenging moments in our life. Just remember that, you know, our success is great, but in order to get success, you need to fail along the way. And too many people are too afraid to fail. And that's why they never see the success that they that they want. Is because they're too afraid of either what other people think of them, their own self-doubt, or a setback happens along the way and they let that define them. Don't become the victim of that situation. Break through it and know that you are meant for something great in this earth. I mean, and we all are. Every single one of us is meant for something great. It's interesting when we talk about the victim mindset and breaking into the subject of our conversation, which is who you surround yourself with and why it matters, I was a bartender for a very, very long time, like more than 20 years. And 
there were, you know, I've saw, I saw all the walks of humanity, right? People at their best, people at their worst, people celebrating, people down in the dumps. And the people that would sit at the bar day after day, night after night, it most of the time, not always, but a lot of them have that victim mindset, you know, uh, the world is happening to me, everything is happening to me, I have no control over any of it. And the thing is, is you do how you show up matters, how you think matters. If I when we met, if I we had gotten on the call, and it was like, Oh, yeah, so tell me what you do. Like, would we probably be having this conversation? No, because that's not. And so I know so many people that are showing up everywhere in their life like that. That's not inspiring somebody to want to work with you. It's not inspiring somebody to want to be around you and create with you. And we get to open, we get to show up how we want other people to show up around us. And that's a really difficult thing sometimes, but it totally can be done. We have the power to actually control our mind. It takes some work and it takes sometimes some healing, some emotional triggers and some trauma and stuff like that, but it's totally possible. And who you surround yourself with matters because our unconscious mind wants to belong. It's a survival mechanism, wants to belong. And so we are going to naturally try to be like the people we are around. So who who are you surrounding yourself with? Yeah. And, and it, yeah. It's like that saying, you know, you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with. And, um, you know, I, I always look at it this way. If you're trying to get to a destination, there's two routes you go. You either find somebody who has already done it and you are finding the pathway that they took to get there, or you are finding people who are right with you and have the exact same mindset going in that same direction. Those are your two options when it comes to doing something great with your life. I'm, I'm telling everybody right now, you will build so much more momentum into your life. You know, you want to know how you build ultimate confidence and you know uh, momentum into your life. It's by surrounding yourself with the right people. And when you surround yourself with those people, every single day you have three to four objectives and you make sure you get them done. And the power of the people is when you don't feel like doing it or when you feel like you have this self doubt that you can't do it. Those are the type of people that you need to be with that are going to push you forward because there are plenty of days. I know every single one of you in here can testify that you procrastinated because either number one, you were uncertain of where to go. Like you, you had this task ahead of you, but you were just uncertain where to kind of go with it. Or number two, you were too afraid because you think that the outcome of somebody's judgment is going to deter you from what you should be doing with your life. And that's where you need to have the power of support is they're going to first give you ideas and help guide you. They're not going to give you all the answers, but they're going to help give you ideas. It's amazing. Have you ever been in a room where you're with two or three people and ideas just start flowing? They just start flowing. There's ideas that you would never... It's amazing. It's the power of connection. It's the power of minds coming together. So you need to have those people around you. And then number two, you need to have the momentum. You need to have the hype of saying, you can do this. You are strong enough. You are worthy enough to achieve X, Y, and Z in your life. And those are the people you need to hang out with. And I'm, and I'm not saying this is all the time, but sometimes the people that love you the most are going to be the ones that question you the most at first. So they may not be the people you surround yourself with. And I'm going to tell you this it's the most painful because you are most of the time you're doing these things to 
to do it for them, give them financial freedom or, you know, show them that, you know, Hey, look, you know, not, not to brag or anything, but to show them that you can do X, Y, and Z in your life. And you want to provide for them in some way or form. And most people, this is one of my favorite things. Most people, when you're first starting out in life, need to see it before they will ever believe it. But you, you must believe in your dreams. You must believe in your outcome before you can actually see the end result. Just remember that. Most people will need to see it first. So you're going to be lonely or you're going to need people who are going to need to have that same belief system as you moving forward. Well, right. If you're wanting to start a business or you have a big dream, you absolutely, you have it in your head and nobody but you can make it possible. Somebody, you're, it's interesting. My family, I'm what I'm doing, they don't necessarily understand. And they've built that they've made their money a different way. They've saved, they've done it traditional way. You know, you work for, company for a long time, you save your money, you penny pinch and you do all of that stuff. And that's not going to be the thing that's going to help me get to where I need to go. And so I am in the process of surrounding myself with people that have done what I'm trying to do because you, it's their thinking They've already figured it out. And just like you said, and this is actually a, one of the big things of how they started doing NLP, which is one of the things that I work with, is they model the masters, right? You look at somebody who's done something that you want to do, and you break it down step by step. How did they get there? You model them. And you do it exactly as them until, until it starts to work, and then you can plug and play. Well, is this the right thing for me? Is this not the right thing for me? But if you're going to, this is a big thing. If you're going to family members and other people that you love, maybe they've been your friend forever for advice about how to do something they've never done, that's not going to help you get there because their thinking has them where they are. And if you don't have the thinking yet of how to get to where you want to go, you want to surround yourself with people that have already done what you want to do and figure out how they're thinking, figure out how they're going about it and model them like, you know, again, spend time with them and our unconscious mind wants to wants to be like other people so that we belong. And so you're going to even unconsciously pick up those traits, those behaviors, those thought patterns. Yeah. And a lot of people always ask me like, Matt, so, okay, that's great. So you say to surround yourself with the right people and I don't have the support from my family and friends. So how do I find that support system? And here's what I would tell you. You can use social, social media for either good or for bad. And if you use social media for surrounding yourself with the right people, such as Facebook groups, such as finding people who are influential that you gravitate towards when you feel in your gut that, oh my gosh, this person resonates with me. You look up Instagram hashtags, you go on LinkedIn, you find people on social media and you dive into the community, go into Twitter. It doesn't matter where you go, but you need to find those people. And, and you know, usually it's through YouTube or social media. And then you dive into those communities. This is exactly what I did. I started looking at motivational videos. I found a guy named Ed Milet. He did a podcast that was called Broke to 400 Million. It caught my attention. I was like, okay, I'm just going to watch it. 
had n- almost nothing to do with broke to 400 million and everything to do with all of the shit that he went through to get to where he is today. And I was like, whoa. And that's when I started to dive into his communities and I started to do the number one thing you should do, which is invest in yourself. That is the greatest investment you will ever make. Because guess what? At the end of the day, people can somehow take money away from you. People can somehow take different assets or you know things out of your life, but they can't take your knowledge away from you. They can never take your knowledge away. So you need to, you need to surround yourself with the right people by joining communities. And I'm not saying you have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars right away, but like I said, join free Facebook groups to start. Join um, you know, different Instagram and, and Twitter hashtags that are you know in that community. Start following influential people. And as you start to build, um, if you want to start a business or if you have a job, as you start to build income, start joining masterminds. Start getting into groups because when you're in those groups, guess what? When you pay, you pay more attention. I promise you this. When you pay for something, you are going to pay more attention. You are going to give 10 times more effort. And guess what the quality of the people in that group is going to be? 10 times more um, ten times more valuable because guess what? They have something along the line as well. They're paying so that they can get some type of value. So don't always just try to go for the free stuff, guys. I'm not saying I'm not doing this to get paid for my mentorship or anything like that. All I'm trying to tell you for is literally that is how you get to where you want to be in your life is putting, making an investment in yourself and saying, Hey, listen, I want to, I want to cut time because guess what? At the end of the day, guys, your time and your energy is your most valuable currencies. It's not your money. It's your time and your energy. And if you can be around people, that's going to cut your time in half and allow you to put your energy towards more productive things instead of little tasks that don't actually serve you, but you're doing anyways to make yourself feel good then you're going to have a way more fulfilling, way more abundant, way more productive, way more successful life. So invest in yourself, get around people who are in the same direction as you, cut your time in half, put your energy towards um, you know things that are going to serve you, and you're on your way to success. Well, and it really, I mean, so much of everything really comes down to the worthiness piece, like, right? People are like, well, I can't invest in myself until blah, 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 blah. I can't do this. It's a whole bunch of I can'ts. But when something is really important to you, like if I told you and and the I don't know how piece as well, well, I don't know how. If I said I will give you a million dollars to figure out how to do this, you will figure it out because our brain actually loves a problem. You just need to think it's important. And so many people have such low self-worth that they don't think investing in themselves is important. And here's the thing, you guys, your job, your house, your religion, your money, whatever it is, I mean, religion, you can keep no matter what, right? They, no one can take that away from you, really, your spirituality. But all those other things, you don't know what's going to happen. There could be a natural disaster. And if you are confident and you know that you yourself are worthy, even if you haven't yet invested in yourself, if you know that you are worthy, you know that you can take steps and make something happen. You can sit there and go, oh, the world has happened to me again. And it's like, I don't know why these things keep happening to me. 
I mean, I could have done that. And, and I did have a period of time where I did that. I had stacks and stacks of trauma. I had 50, I have this period of my life from age 15 to 16 and a half, where I had 13 significantly emotional events. Those are like big, huge things. And I, you know, I moved through somehow, but you did, you keep going. And we have the capacity to keep going. And when your mindset is about surrounding yourself with people that have that similar thing, if you're hanging out with victim mindset people, you're gonna become a victim mindset person. If you're constantly around people that are motivated and doing well, you're gonna do well. The biggest reason why really expensive schools and like grade school and high school level, why the kids do so well is because their peers are doing well. And because there's this sort of innate, like I have to be like them. So people push themselves to do better. 100%, you know, and, uh, you know, a lot of people I loved when you said about the reason people don't invest themselves is because they have low self self worth. And I can attest to that for myself for a while. The reason I didn't originally just jump right into it is because I didn't believe in myself that I could accomplish X, Y, and Z. And I think you, every one of you needs to get over that hurdle because you are worthy enough and you can complete whatever task is ahead of you, but you need to be willing to fail a couple times along the way. You know, you see, I'm sure a lot of you have seen this where, I'll tell you right now, I've seen probably or at least heard dozens of stories where I've seen business owners go from multimillionaires to hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, no joke, to back to multimillionaires within within less than a year. And you want to know why that is, is number one, they invested in themselves and they have so much confidence that even though like, we'll just say the housing market in 2008, like, you know, all a lot of, you know, real estate, um, you know, agents and things like that got destroyed during that time. But then a lot of them were able to build it back up because they had the knowledge and they knew what they needed to do. There's other ways and other things as well. But all I'm trying to tell you is if you have the knowledge and you have the confidence within yourself, there's nobody that can take that away from you. And you can get to that direction that you need to, even if you get knocked down harder than you ever thought could imagine. And for me, you know, I mean, I was the healthiest person I I could be and then I got cancer. And then, you know, for a lot of people, they're saying, Matt, you're never gonna be able to do this again. You're never gonna be able to go doing this again. And guess what? I proved all of them wrong within a year and a half to two years because I had already gained the knowledge previous of being a healthy personal trainer, taking care of my body, eating the right foods, staying consistent every single day, and by me implementing that into my life, doing it every single day for a year and a half, even though I was 110 pounds relearning to live my life again, I was able to go and walk. I, I did my first 5K, which people never thought I was going to be able to do. I did my first 5K in a year and a half. Um, I lift five to six days a week. People people think I wasn't going to be able to lift more than 20 to 25 pounds because of my stomach, because of my body. I'd go swimming. I could do all of these things that a lot of my doctors and everybody was like, oh, you might not be able to do this. You might not be able to do that. And I was like, screw it. I'm putting zero limitations on my life. I'm going to go. Right. For it. And, 
And I mean, that's a huge piece of it is we sit in this place of I can't do it. Even I have a knee injury and it's been like in, I had surgery a year and a half ago, two years ago. I don't even know. And I recently ran two miles, but I literally I had a terrible PT in the beginning and then I had a new PT and she said, it was so funny because you guys know that I reprogrammed the brain and she's like, you have to run, run, run down the hallway. I'm like, I can't run. What are you talking about? <laughs> and she's like, no, you just, just do it. You have to train your brain that there's no injury there because it is about, and this is the thing, a lot of our thinking a lot of our limitations, you can kind of think of it as an injury. At one point, we had this emotional event where we created this behavior be to try to prevent that emotion from ever happening again. And so it's kind of like an injury, right? I had a torn meniscus. So it's like a torn meniscus. And then here we are, you know, we're no longer five years old, we're full grown adults. And that behavior of limping and being off of that injury is not serving us. So we have to retrain our brain that the injury is not actually there anymore. And our nervous system in those things, like it's, you know, it thinks that we're going to die. That's literally what's happening is your nervous system is like, oh, I've been here before. We're going to die. It's going to be the worst. Look, can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. And we tend to back off that instead of step into that uncomfortable zone. Because when we were hunters and gatherers, if those feelings came up, it meant there was a saber toothed tiger chasing us. <laughs> and now there's not the stress levels of life if we have a previous and in emotional injury associated with that emotion and it stirs up we will literally back off of it like it's an injury even though what we need to do is push through it and i think matt you can attest to this more than almost anybody i've ever met because you couldn't walk you had to retrain yourself how to walk how to do everything and you had to tell your brain hey look i'm not sick anymore we're doing this yeah, I think that there comes a day where the pain of not being able to achieve what you want outweighs the pain of the the now of like what you might have to face in the moment. And I want to kind of let's like really emphasize on this meaning. There will come a day where you get so fed up with your excuses, so fed up with all of the victim mindset that you put and all the self-doubt you put in your in your uh in your mindset that the pain of not being able to achieve what you know you can accomplish and what is like very meaningful to you in life outweighs the pain of the instant like now um small um pain excuses x y and z and that's when you can finally break through you need to have a moment where you just say, I am sick and tired of all of the stuff that has been holding me back. And when you finally are able to push yourself through that moment is when everything starts to come into play. I'm telling you, my Facebook group took me three months to build. My Facebook group with now 5,000 members, this was October of 2020, so not even a year ago. It took me three months. I was deathly afraid because I had so much self-doubt. 
I didn't think that I was going to be the leader that I should have been. I didn't. I was afraid of what other people were going to think of me. I was afraid of what if the community isn't what I thought it was going to be. I had all these excuses. And when eventually that pain became too much of saying, I know I need to do this. And on top of other people, like the right people in my life telling me I need to do this, I finally made that leap. And it was the greatest greatest leap I had ever made in my life. And that's what I want to tell people right now is you are just one decision away from changing the direction of your life. I swear, one decision away from changing the direction of your life. Yeah, well, I mean, Tony Robbins actually puts that one very succinctly. He says, people change when the pain of staying the same becomes greater than the pain of change. So people will, and this is the thing, and in those moments, you guys, you want to take action. It's important to take action because we as human beings are very adaptable. So if that moment where you're like, I'm fed up, I'm stuck, I can't do this anymore, everything is just too much. When you get to that point, that's when you want to take that step. You want to do something to whatever it is, whether it's you join a Facebook group, whether it's you call a coach, whether it's you reach out for therapy, whether it's you start following hashtags for powerful mindset or whatever it might be. Because if you do not take advantage of those moments where the pain of change suddenly becomes less than the pain of staying the same, you will adapt. You will actually shift and adapt and you will regress further back from where you are in this moment. And that's the danger. That's why you want to take those, even if it's a small step, big steps are great, but sometimes people need to start with small steps because that fear of failure is just too much. So whatever it might be for you, it, maybe it's listening to this podcast. Maybe it's, who knows what it could be. Maybe it's making a video while you're dancing in the street and posting it because you're so scared of what people will think that you're going to push through that uncomfortable zone. And then you're going to put all the hashtags that you're trying to follow on there. I don't know. So many things you can do. <laughs> it is a compound effect. Just like you said, when you do one small task every single day, it's called, so I, I also follow a guy named Andy Purcell and he puts this really well. It's called winning the day. And what it means is you do one, you have to do one task, one task and you can win the day. It's a, it's a, you know, a task that's going to help push you forward in whatever, you know, you're trying to accomplish. And when you can win at least five of the seven days, guess what that means? You've won the week. And guess what? If you you can win three out of the four weeks, you've won the month. When you can win six, seven, eight out of those 12 months, you've won the year. And before you know it, within a year, you will be a totally different person in such a positive, influential, um, you know, momentum state because you took the time to do one small task every single day to push yourself forward. It's like that famous saying, Rome wasn't built in a day. Well, this is the exact same thing. Your life will start to change when you start making those small incremental changes towards your big massive goal your big massive goal is not just going to happen overnight but it will happen really quickly when you start to just compound small victories along the way so well it's the it's the airplane thing right if we're in new york which i am in if you're in new york you get in the plane and you're one degree off 
you're going to end up somewhere totally different. So one tiny change a day makes a huge difference. And sometimes we get discouraged because we don't see it all the time. But if you feed, if you start, here's a way to actually flood, you get what you focus on, you guys. So if you want to really use social media for good and you follow all the hashtags of the things that you want in your life and you like them, you hit the likes because that's how the algorithms keep them coming up. You don't interact with like the negative things. If you keep interacting with the negative things, you're gonna see more of that on your feed. And this is how life is. If you are interacting with all negative people, you are gonna be getting negative stuff in return. You get what you focus on. They call it the law of attraction, but what they don't tell you is that it's not like you sit there and say, I want a million dollars, I wanna be successful, blah, 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 blah. You might say that for five minutes out of the day and you put all your energy into it, but the rest of the time you're thinking about how you don't wanna end up on the street, how Joe Blow was a jerk and all this other negative stuff, which means your brain and your energy or your higher power, higher power, whatever it is, is only seeing all this negative stuff. And so your social media is a really good way to test out what you're actually focusing on. So if you're taking the moment to liking something, which means more of that stuff is going to show up on your feed, it's showing you what you're focusing on. So I have to say, my social media these days, I get nothing but positive stuff. I have people doing big things. And a lot of people that I used to know don't come up in my feed hardly at all because I they haven't posted. Like I try to like the stuff that I want more of in my life. And so that I can virtually at least surround myself with the people that I want to be like and have similar goals and energy and all of that stuff. Yeah. And I, I have a rule that I, I try to abide by, but I'm not the greatest at, but if I, if I can consistently do it, I know it will make a massive difference in my life. And that is unless I'm actually posting or doing something productive on social media, I will not give myself more than an hour a day to just um, kind of freelance and do whatever I want because it is so easy if you're on, especially if you're on like TikTok or anybody watching and you've been on TikTok. You know, <laughs> now you've been on one time and I know it's like two hours later. So I try, and I'm not saying I always do this, but I do my absolute best unless I'm posting or doing something productive where I'm in DMs helping people or I'm in my Facebook group where I will will not spend more than an hour throughout my day um, just randomly scrolling through Instagram, randomly scrolling through. So there has to be some type of productive, um, you know, objective into my social media. And I'm not saying I never just scroll to just see what's going on. Of course I do sometimes, but I don't spend more than an hour. I try not to. And it made a massive difference in my life because just like you said, when you are being productive and you're surrounding yourself with the right posts, when you're surrounding yourself in the right communities, when you are... Um, when you're actively um, giving back into the community, that's where you're the most fulfilled. I'll tell you right now, the most fulfilled you'll ever be in life is when you're when you're in service to others through something meaningful that you've either overcome or that is something just meaningful you've um, experienced in your life. I will tell you that straight up. There's no amount of money, no amount of fame. It's it's going to be giving back to other people's in a meaningful way that is uh, near and dear to your heart. And um, I, I've been finding that lately is the more I've been able to give back 
yes, I want to make money. Yes, I want to get, gain attention so that I can help more and more and millions of people eventually in my life. But at the end of the day, it's the giving and being able to serve others through something that you want. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what it all comes down to. If we are really trying to create a better world, we do that through elevating other people. And we do that for being who we were, who we are meant to be. And that means stepping through those uncomfortable zones. I actually I didn't even think about this, but I have the, uh, in my Facebook group, I, we're doing a expand your comfort zone challenge where every day we're doing something that feels uncomfortable and it could be little it could be big so i invite all of you guys out there to as a way to win the day one of the things you can do is step into doing something uncomfortable if you see somebody that looks like they have the confidence you want Go up and say hello. What's the worst thing they're going to do? Tell you to not talk to them? Okay, great. You weren't talking to them before. <laughs> and it's it's pushing you to be more open and connected and create those kind of connections that really matter and will shift your life. 100%. Yeah, it's good exercise. Get in front of people. Have conversations. Get to know people. You know, everyone, you know, it's it's good. It's cool to have your more friends and stuff. But it's it it's really powerful when you create new friendships. When you um, can be a leader for a group of people that you know um, you're able to influence and help. Like you know, get out of your comfort zone. Have new conversations. Um, you know, there, there's way more to this world than just your little bubble that you've been in. I know it's very comfortable to just talk to your friends that you you know, for 30 years or to stay really close. And that's cool to have that close niche, but you need to expand yourself. You want, you really want to do something big with your life. You need to expand yourself, expand your vision, expand the people you're around. And by having those conversations is so important. So put yourself out there and um, create those, those conversations for sure. Right. And I just want to say, I know that there are some people that are perfectly happy in their little bubble and they have no interest in creating a, a world that's outside of their comfort zone. And, and that's okay. I will say this, though, life is going to deal you a shitty hand at some point. And so the more you take the reins, <laughs> there's so many other like cut cursy words that ran through my mind <laughs> in that moment the more that you take the reins you actually will be able to maneuver through those times when life throws everything at you in with a much greater amount of ease and this is again going back to investing in yourself and even if for now your investment in yourself is just following good hashtags that you're that are inspiring to you whatever whatever it might be so baby steps but also take the big leaps too if you feel in your heart this is one thing really big so if you're trying to step into something and all of a sudden your mind is like maybe i shouldn't do it maybe i shouldn't do it go ahead and do this stop slow down time rewind to right before your brain and your conscious mind gotten involved and notice when you were thinking about it, the first emotion that came up. 
oftentimes it's excitement. It's like joy, it's exhilaration. And then your brain gets involved and says something like, yeah, but who are you to do that? Or whatever it is. So if you're questioning or struggling whether you should do something, especially if it's about investing in yourself, really rewind to that moment when you first really thought about it and capture what the emotion is right there before you get into what your brain, how your brain starts talking you out of it, because your brain is going to talk you out of it based on those injuries that it thinks you have, like my knee injury that I think I have. Whenever my knee starts to hurt, I go for a run because it makes it stop hurting. <laughs> so you've got, you want to push through those times where your brain is trying to tell you that you have an injury. Yeah, absolutely. And then obviously be careful, like don't go and be stupid. Like, you know, for me, I had ACL and meniscus surgeries as well. And uh, I tore both of them completely. And uh, same way, you know, you got to do your rehab first, you got to recover it first. But there's a point in time where it's like, enough's enough, and you can you can finally take that leap. And you know, that's where a lot of people are like, always been afraid to take that leap. And they, they let the fear hold them back for a lifetime. So I mean, anything like don't let your fear it's this is a cool thing is fear is this is an acronym you can take it two different ways fear everything and run or face everything and rise it's your choice are you going to run from your fear or are you going to rise from it it's uh you know and and i want you to really think about that because at the end of the day your fear is what's either going to make you or break you so right well, and again, about reaching out to people that might be outside of your comfort zone. So here's another really cool thing about fear. If you close your eyes for a moment and think of a time you were really excited, allow it to rush up in your body, feel it, notice where it is, notice what it feels like. And then think of a time that you were really scared and fearful of something. Close your eyes. Don't worry about the story in your head. Just notice what it feels like in your body. Allow it to feel in your body. And it feels exactly the same. So the only difference is the story that you're telling yourself in your head. So that's a huge thing. So that's a great thing. If you're feeling fearful, you can practice. You could use the acronym, fear everything and run or face everything and rise. So are you going to be excited because you're about to rise or are you going to be scared because you're about to run because the what's happening in your body is the same thing? I love, and I love what you said is the emotion of fear is the exact same whether you rise or you run. So why not take the risk and do something great instead of back off and have, you know, more fear, more uh, anger, more depression, more anxiety when you could have this breakthrough of, yeah, maybe the fear will amplify just a little bit more because you're taking that risk. But at the other end is fulfillment, gratitude, perspective, abundance, success instead of anxiety, depression, PTSD, um, anger, frustration, depression, all of that. So you might as well take the risk and just go for it. <laughs> That's what I always Well, yeah, and here's the thing though that I find really so you because of your situation, you were at a place where it was like 
you either pretty much give up and have nothing or you rise, right? You, you, re, you take all that feeling and all that emotion and you turn it into excitement and you rise. I so, was, oh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say I was at rock bottom, which I want to talk about real yeah. quick is so important. Like for me, like you just said, I had no other option. And sometimes this might be you in a certain circumstances. When you hit rock bottom, you either, I literally was either going to give up on my life or I had the only other option, which was to go up. And for me, you know, I mean, that was me getting up off of the bed after my coma, getting up off of my bed after my fifth surgery, taking five steps, you know, and then, you know, the next day taking six and just progressing. You don't have an option. Life gets very simple, but it doesn't mean it's going to get easy. It gets simple as in the fact you have no option but to push forward, but it's not going to be an easy task ahead of you. So I'm just saying just because, you you know, when you do take that that leap forward, it's going to be challenging. There's going to be a lot of obstacles ahead, but I promise you whatever's on that other side is way more worth it than you yeah. giving up and having regret. So at the end of the day, when you are in your 70s, 80s, 90s, and you're looking back and you can't do the things you wanted to do in your 20s, 30s, and 40s. I truly believe that regret is going to outweigh any of the risk that you could have at least attempted to try while you were in those younger ages. So, Right. Well, and here's the piece that like going with that, you were at rock bottom. Some people are, they just want a better life, but they're not at rock bottom. And so those injuries, those emotional injuries that have them thinking a certain way are really creating too much fear or they're creating such a response in their body, right? Their nervous system is on crazy high alert. And so you guys, there's something to be done about that. We, people talk about like, oh, I don't want to go to therapy. I don't want to just talk and rehash and relive all of my past emotional wounds and all of that. But you can, this is the work that I do, why I love it so much is we can rewire the emotional content of those events. So you have all your memories, you have all the resources you gained because we, we gain resources. When we contort our behavior, we get really good at certain things. And those are superpowers that we get to keep even when we shift and out of those behaviors. And when we change at the unconscious level, that change is instant. It's not like I'm working on my boundaries. I'm working on my boundaries, working on my boundaries. Yes, I'm doing so much better with my boundaries. It's not that. It is, I don't have an issue with boundaries anymore. You don't even think about it because it happens at the unconscious level. And I'm guessing for you, a lot of the stuff that really shifted when you got to that point, it was like this, like it just snapped on. Did did that happen for you at yeah. some point where it just like snapped on? Yeah. Yeah. For, for the most part, it's like, um, you know, when I, like I was telling you before, you know, all of the stuff I'd done in the past kind of prepared me for all of the challenges that I was going for. Right. Today. And, and I always say you can either use your past as something that's going to define you, or you can use your past as a lesson to help you grow. And I always, you know, try to say, you know, that my past is something that is going to help me push me forward. What is a lesson that I can learn or what is a perspective when I'm 
Like for, for example, when I'm feeling like down or if I feel like uh, frustrated throughout the day, I can instantly look back and say, whoa, look at everything I've overcame in life. Look where I'm at today. And it instantly brings gratitude. It instantly brings perspective. And it's like an instant push for me moving forward and wherever I need to go with my life. Um, and when I was going through my recovery process, it was almost like um, all of the hard work that I put in when I was um, in sports, all the hard work that I put in when I was you know, lifting six, seven days a week prior to cancer, all of the days that I was counting my macronutrients and calories and, and doing all these things, it was almost like clockwork when I started to have to do all that stuff again because I had already subconsciously put that in my right. mind, put that as part of my ritual and routine. So, um, you know, it, I mean, obviously it didn't happen in two seconds, it, but as I started to um, work on those things, it came back naturally. And that's why I always tell right. people, I say, listen, your best investment's in yourself. So get all the knowledge you can, because when you're knocked down and you, if for unexpected reasons, unfair reasons, you can get yourself up 10 times quicker because you gain the knowledge and you gain the, the um, willpower to push yourself forward throughout your past experiences. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing because all that knowledge was you, you knew it so well, it was in the unconscious mind. So it was a part of your routine to begin with. So no matter how down and out you are, the unconscious mind can access that. A lot of times when we're trying to create new habits, it's all on the conscious mind. It's all on the conscious front. And the conscious mind is more powerful than the unconscious mind. It can override it, except that sometimes we're tired. Sometimes we're depleted. Sometimes we don't feel good. And in those cases, it your mind reverts to the unconscious mind, which has the past to go on. And if you have not taken care of or managed to reprogram and however you're going to do it, your emotional wounds from the past, you'll slide back into those patterns. And when we shift out of that, then when your unconscious mind has it, it just, you don't think about it. You are already, you're fo you are focused on taking six steps a day and all of that, but your mind is like easy flowing, knowing I need to take these nutrients and do all of that stuff. Because it's all that's already in your unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. Driving a car. When you're driving a yeah. car, you ever go to a destination and by the time you get there, there's times mm -hmm. where you've gone like 20 minutes and you're like, whoa, I don't remember. And any you don't that. remember did it. Yeah. How did I not get into an accident? How did I not kill myself or somebody else? Yeah. You just, your brain just went to this subconscious, just like, I know where I'm going, especially when exactly. you're going home. Especially when exactly. you're going home, you're just like, you're, yeah. you're listening to a radio or you're listening to a podcast, you're listening to your music and all of a sudden 20 minutes goes by and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, it's exactly it. If you're trying to go someplace new, you've got to consciously pay attention every second of the day or you're going to accidentally end up home without even realizing yeah. it. And so that's, that's what happens with the patterns. But when you shift them at the unconscious level, you don't have to worry about that. Um, so now let's think about moving forward, moving everybody forward. If somebody wants to work with you, if somebody wants to be a part of your group, if somebody wants to know how to just be in the know of what you're up to. Yeah. I don't know why that was so hard to spit out of my mouth. Um, but tell us, tell us all the things. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. 
Number one, if you are a cancer survivor, patient, or caregiver, any of those three, go to my website, which is mattodspeaks.com. There'll be my my Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, ha- uh, like icons. Click on the Facebook friend request me and send me a direct message just saying, hey, Matt, I saw you through Janae's podcast. I'd love to um, connect with you and join your Facebook group. I will get you into the group. It is one of the most incredible groups there. Yeah, there you go. That That's my my group right there. Um, if you want to connect with me on Instagram, I'm Maddie underscore Odie. If you're looking for a motivational speaker, once again, go to my website. You can um, just, there's some information you can fill out there. And I'm so happy to connect and see if we're a good fit to work with one another. And lastly, if you, um, if you, if you've gone through, and this isn't cancer, if you've just gone through something meaningful in your life and you're ready to take that next step, you're ready to say, I'm ready to go towards that next level and impacting somebody's life and changing, you know, changing the world or changing others' lives through something that's meaningful to me. Shoot me a direct message because that's what I do with coaching is I help people, number one, first, recover mentally, physically, and emotionally through whatever they've gone through and then use it to create a powerful message and story to go and impact others who've gone through similar situations as what you've gone through. So um, with that being said, thank you so much for having me, Janaya. Um, and that's what you guys Yeah, find. absolutely. And telling your story, you guys, is an incredibly healing process. Some of you know I'm in the process of writing a book. I just did the storytelling thing where I shared one of the crazy stories and like acted it out with all of the emotions. And the process is very healing. So telling those uncomfortable things that you feel like that you're supposed to keep buried can be incredibly healing and very powerful. So I speak to sharing your story. It's amazing. And it does inspire other people. As far as me, you guys, most of you, some of you know me. (laughs) You can find me at JaneaBarnes.com, G-E-N-E-A-B-A-R-N-E-S.com. You can find me uh, on Facebook. You can search my name, same thing. And Instagram is also my name at Janaea Barnes. You can direct message me on all the social medias. And I do have a TikTok. You could probably lose two hours watching my videos. (laughs) And I do have a Facebook group as well, which is Janaea Barnes Elevate. So, um, Thank you, Matt, so much for being so inspirational and forthcoming and gracious with your time. I'm so happy we got to do this. And I am glad to now have expanded my circle with one more amazing person. So thank you very much. Thanks, Amanda. Thank you, everyone who watched as well. And uh, have an amazing rest of your day. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Self-Sabotaging Sagas. If you enjoyed it, please take a moment, give it a rating, pass it along to your friends, follow it. These actions help other people find this podcast, and I, of course, greatly appreciate it. Thanks again, and have a beautiful day.